Hello, welcome to Lazada Insider, featuring knowledge that makes a difference. We share trusted insights, forward-looking perspectives, and exclusive expert interviews to keep you ahead of the curve. Hi everyone, I'm Chen, your host today. Welcome to Lazada Insider Category Trend Series. Our relationship with the home has been fundamentally changed by the pandemic. Home is no longer just a place to live, but also for work, home-based schooling, and many more. These changes also bring a lot of business opportunities, and that is the topic we're going to deep dive today. I'm delighted to be joined by expert guest Tim from Euromonitor. Tim is the head of global consumer appliances research, coming with more than 14 years of research experience. He advises his clients on industry trends, growth, and competitive strategy, as well as market positionings. His research interests are focused on smart home, smart devices, business model innovations, and consumers' behavior. Hi, Tim. Thank you for joining us today. Hi. Thanks for inviting me. First of all, could you introduce yourself and tell us a, a bit more about what you do at Euromonitor? Yes, uh, I'd be likely to do that. Uh, my name is Tim. Uh, I'm the head of consumer appliance uh, research globally. My focus is in the title. Uh, I look at consumer appliances, but I also look at how consumer appliances uh, work together in smart homes, future homes. I think especially important uh, related to what we've been going through over the last two years. We've been spending so much time at home that we've looked at our home differently. We're investing in our home differently. And I think what today's topic will be uh, trying to help you understand is how has our relationship changed and how has this, uh, how will this impact the shape of the future home? So I also advise clients on, uh, again, how do they, uh, take advantage of these opportunities? And especially since, uh, the industry is changing so much, I think the data we have and the advice we have will help clients, uh, really adapt to this new, we call the new vision of the future home. Cool. Thank you very much. So as you probably have mentioned, so one of the big lifestyle change brought by COVID-19 is that people spending more time, more money, and doing more activities at home. So first of all, how has this change impacted home and technology businesses? Yeah, it's good that you highlighted the money part because <laughs> sales has uh, really increased for a lot of appliance companies uh, particularly. But in general, the whole industry has been lifted by this trend of uh, staying from home, staying at home. Uh, if you look at LG's sales revenues for Q3 and Q4 last year, uh, so I'm talking about the appliance part, they saw a uh, record-breaking uh, quarters for Q3 and Q4 last year. Uh, there are competitors like Electrolux, uh, who sell appliances mainly uh, around the world. They've reinstated dividends in the pandemic year, which shows the confidence they have uh, for the business outlook. Uh, Whirlpool recorded one of their highest uh, earning per shares uh, for the third year in a row. And you can see the trends for, I think, companies selling everything into the home. Sales have increased, profits have increased, and uh, this is in line with what uh, we see happening this year as well, although not so much. And I think this is also largely the reason why we are seeing such a big supply bottleneck around the world. People are buying stuff and are buying a lot of the same stuff. Uh, we, we also see uh, something very important happening with consumer behavior. 
and uh, it's more on how consumers are viewing their purchase criteria. And what we see is that uh, consumers are looking value much more than uh, products feature or even pricing. And one of the main reasons is I think uh, you will be able to relate to me is we have more disposable income because we are staying at home. We have less, uh, we have less uh, holidays. We go out to eat less. A lot of the leisure activities we used to do outside the home is now done at home. And therefore, uh, consumers want to buy something better. They want to say something that they see as more value uh, towards creating a better experience at home. Uh, I'll give you one example, uh, which I think is interesting. And uh, what a lot of people have been doing recently is that we have all become gourmet chefs over the last year or two. But I think beyond that three or four recipes that all of us are very familiar with, it's hard to go beyond that, uh, even with the help of devices or appliances. So what companies have done over the last three to five years, I think even before COVID, is that there are online apps to help you really uh, make the best dish you can. But then you struggle with portions. You struggle with buying the right amount of uh, ingredients to make it. And you also even struggle with cooking time. So there are online recipes where uh, it helps you understand what's going on. And what appliance companies are doing right now is they are connecting this to their appliances, which also connects to shopping services. And also then you also have the cooking device where it cooks the right portions and it cooks at the right time. So everything comes out smart. Uh, the other interesting uh, data point I would like to highlight is that uh, surveys have shown that since the pandemic has happened, uh, consumers have been uh, switching brands mainly because of value rather than price. Uh, the, the last point I'd like to highlight about how businesses have been uh, really benefiting from this trend is that a lot of us being at home have looked at uh, really keeping ourselves occupied. You see Netflix subscriptions going through the roof. Uh, you see Peloton uh, yoga classes subscriptions going uh, increasing really fast and also food delivery. So a lot of this uh, we see as uh, not a temporary uh, blip, but a very long-term habit formation where people are just getting used to buying stuff rather than, uh, and would unlikely go back to the old ways of doing things. Cool. I mean, it is good to know that this is more like a sustainable growth rather than just more like a ad hoc or one-time growth. Cool. And in one of the recent reports published by Euromonitor, you have highlighted several aspects to a future home that are becoming more important. Of course, health and hygiene, of course, is one of the important aspects. So how do you see this shape the future of home and what the most importantly, what does it mean for some of the businesses? Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned health and hygiene. Uh, I think the hygiene part was, uh, I think, a very huge trend early last year. Uh, everybody was rushing to buy hand sanitizers. I think a lot of us, including myself, were was learning how to wash my hands properly for the first time. A lot of these trends, I think, probably died out towards the end of last year. Uh, I think hand sanitizers was widely available. Uh, there was no price gouging for uh, any of these uh, products anymore. And uh, the way we see it is although this phase is over, hygiene has been really brought into focus for many people. We now know what might kill us outside <laughs> because of COVID. 
So a lot of people have uh, understood what is hygiene. And in the long term, what we see is that uh, instead of the chemicals we use to keep a house clean, uh, we will be looking a lot and moving towards biology-based uh, hygiene. And uh, the ultimately, in the future home, we look at self-cleaning as well as uh, holistic uh, cleaning systems. In terms of health, that is even more interesting because uh, when lockdown started, everybody started buying uh, ex exercise bicycles, yoga mats, in general, like indoor gym stuff. But what a lot of us kind of forgot is that the mental health part, being unable to meet friends, socialize, and really interact with people uh, has been a very big negative on uh, the mood of people. So in the future home, what we think is mental health will be a very key focus of the future home. And this will come in part from lighting, design, the home design for as much natural lighting as possible. But then you also come from an AI where you have mood lighting, you have music that really adjusts to your mood. So the AI could, for example, uh, understand that, okay, today you have a thousand emails coming in. I don't think uh, this user could be in a very good mood. Let me make something. Let me put on a music that maybe give you a bit more relaxed. Or if the sky is too dark outside, maybe have a higher tone music to maybe really pump up the energy. So a lot of this will be down to AI. And uh, I think the last point I'd like to make is uh, what AI and a lot of these routines will make happen is a healthy habit formation. And once habits happen, it's uh, kind of difficult to break. And hopefully this will lead to a more healthy life for a lot of us. Sure. So I heard a lot of interesting insights from the previous mm. conversation. So we talk about supply mm. chain, we talk about AI, we talk mm. about shift in terms of consumers' behavior. So in your opinion, which is the trend that probably has the most impact to future home? And is that any opportunity that it presents to businesses? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think we can't ignore AI and IoT, uh, especially related to the future home. I think if you remember 10 years ago, when people started to talk about smart homes, it was all about gimmicky technologies like counting eggs in the fridge, uh, trying to order like a detergent on a subscription basis without knowing what's happening in your current status. You know, I think with AI, a lot of this gimmicky technology will now have value. So for example, if we go back to the uh, egg counting uh, camera in your fridge, what an AI platform can do right now is to say that, okay, your eggs are running low. It adds a carton of eggs to Amazon or Lazada Raymond basket. Then it, it enables you to order the eggs uh, when you want to. I think the first, very first AI uh, device we saw in a smart home was the Nest learning thermostat. That's where it adapted to your user routines. It adapted to whether someone is at home or not. And it really helps uh, reduce energy uh, for consumers. Uh, in the future home, uh, what we'll see is clusters of these uh, automated systems. And uh, it will start from the very basic level of appliances talking to each other, talking to the AI platform, and really adding value by giving you suggestions on what you can do at home. Uh, I'll give you an example uh, from the kitchen consumer system uh, we discussed earlier. It helps you not only plan your meals, it helps you plan your shopping, it helps you plan your portions. 
and it also helps reduce the uh, waste uh, that you generate from home. So a lot of these are very tangible benefits and the value that consumers derive uh, will enable them to, I think, invest in these products much easier. In terms of what uh, benefits that companies can get from this, for consumer appliance companies, the data that they uh, obtain from these smart devices will help them with targeted marketing, understanding how their products are used, uh, and this understanding will help lead to better product development and also creating user value-added services like predictive maintenance as well as uh, customer service, uh, uh, proactive customer service. So what we see is that ultimately from our really generic homes we have right now, we will see that uh, these homes will evolve to a, what we call a companion home where human involvement is not needed or very, very minimally needed in really upkeep of the home. Hmm. Sure. I just, I'm just curious. So do you have any timeline for your research, like when the generic home will convert or transform into a companion home like you mentioned just now? Yeah. Companion home is the what we call our utopia. <laughs> It's uh, more than 15 years, maybe even 20 years, depends on, depending on how technology progresses. Uh, as a child, I was watching the Jetsons, uh, if you remember the Jetsons cartoons, and uh, the promise of the future was flying cars, robotic mates, and uh, a lot of automated devices at home. Uh, that's 30, 40 years ago. I'm still waiting for my flying car. <laughs> but uh, uh, it obviously depends on uh, technology, which I believe is there. But a lot of it also depends on regulations. Regulations is one of the biggest challenges that companies will need to overcome uh, for really making this happen. If you go back to the example of flying car, uh, we believe technology is there. It's just that the regulations are not there to really make this happen. So it largely depends on uh, technology, which we think is most faster than government regulations. Cool. Understand. So we also seen that in Southeast Asia, our consumers have shown that a stronger interest in sustainability over the last few years. So how do you see these trends play a role in the future home? Yeah, sustainability is interesting because uh, it's it used to be a topic where companies looked at it in terms of the cost. I need to uh, conform to these sustainability regulations. I need to spend more money to really adapt to it. But we, what we've seen uh, with a lot of companies right now is that they're looking at sustainability not as a cost center, but as a way for them to really prof profit from profitability initiative. And uh, it's uh, really borne out through uh, one of the surveys we launched last year. We, did, we sent a survey uh, to really ask uh, CEOs about their response to COVID. And uh, one of the responses which we got from 43% of the CEOs was that a lot of them know COVID will be temporary, but sustainability will be for the long term. And because of this, 43% uh, of respondents said that they, the CEO said they were leading the sustainability efforts. So CEOs see this as very important. It's, again, uh, not really something they think as uh, cost to their or drag on their profitability. Now they see it as a way for them to really promote their company's CSR efforts. And uh, when we look at sustainability in terms of the home, 
uh, there are really many aspects and uh, I recommend you take, uh, or the audience to really take a look at our future home report. We looked at it uh, in terms of six different categories, energy efficiency. So energy efficiency is a very, very uh, topic that we've really all talked about for a long time. Uh, especially in Southeast Asia, it's not really been uh, pushed really hard because outside of Singapore, of course, energy, water is heavily subsidized by the government. So the need from the consumer side to really look at uh, if energy efficiency items or appliances are not really pertinent. But as we see gas prices, power prices increase and government subsidies reducing, there and there will be a drive to look at uh, energy efficiency devices. We look at food waste. Food waste is interesting because I think Southeast Asia as a whole uh, home to people who really enjoy their food. Very diverse people enjoy their food. And uh, it also results in, uh, I think, a lot of food wastage. So how does this, uh, how can we avoid this at home through technology? I think we've talked about the kitchen system. It helps with portion control, helps with ordering the right uh, amount of food that you need. So a lot of this will be helped by technology. And the food that you cook, there are leftovers, will also be uh, stored better through better sealing and better refrigeration technology. Mm. Sustainability is also very important in terms of water as well as waste. Uh, we've been generating ridiculous amounts of uh, waste. And I think more recently, it's e-waste that has really been uh, at the center of our attention. Uh, I read a study uh, that the UN published in 2019 that we produce almost 50 million tons of e-waste a year. And that, the, that, the, that weight is the same as all of the commercial airliners ever made. So that's a lot of e-waste. And uh, there is a huge drive to really try and recover as much of the waste as possible. Yeah. And uh, lastly, how do you avoid waste in the first place? So there is a right to repair movement uh, happening around the world. This is really empowering consumers to repair and uh, really recover their own devices before it reaches a trash heap. So right to move repair movement is something that I think uh, we should keep a lookout for. Cool. Uh, last but not least, do you have any mm -hmm. other trends or business advice to share with our audiences? Uh, yes, uh, there's something I think that's interesting is that uh, we talked about companion home just now, uh, but the companion home also comes together with aging in place. Now. So we've seen how uh, COVID has affected the nursing homes. A lot of the older uh, uh, residents of nursing homes were really affected by COVID. I think the fatality rate was one of the highest. So uh, this really made a lot of people uh, kind of uh, worry about what happens when they grow old. And uh, the term aging in place is not new. It's been around for the last five to 10 years. But this has really came, come to the forefront because we are looking at COVID not being the last of the many pandemics that might happen. And because our older, the older, uh, our older generations have more money. Uh, I read a study that baby boomers in the US have more money than all the other generations combined. They have more money to invest at home and they want to stay at home uh, because it's more comfortable. There's a study that also showed that uh, the ability of someone to recover from an injury at home 
uh, reduces mortality rate by 19% in patients. So people want to stay at home. They have the money to stay at home. So aging in place is something that uh, we see many people investing in. And it will really look at how do you reduce uh, physical risks of falling down, for example, fires. And technology will really help with that. The other part we really talk, need to talk about is also mental well-being. And this obviously comes from companion robots, hologram communication. And I think the easiest part is how you help your the older generation develop healthy habits. How do you customize a routine to stimulate the brain and body? So we talked earlier about the, uh, the, the goal to reach the companion home. So this will really tie in with our aging in place as well. Cool. Uh, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you, Tim, for your great sharing. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. This is Azana Insider. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you click follow and subscribe so you don't miss our latest insights and expert interviews. Thanks again for joining us. Until next time, take care. La Zana.